Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Some of you this morning struggle in personal relationships. There's a close friend, a person has failed you and there's bitterness, there's anger. You're in a storm, the winds are high. And some of you this morning are in a spiritual storm. You think you have it together spiritually, and you're sitting here this morning even wondering whether you're a Christian now. Is there a God? And this unbelief has just come into your life. You see, storms come in all of our lives. In this life, we'll all experience ups and downs, times of trial and times of heartache. Both believers and non-believers alike have to endure such times. No one is exempt from the storms in life. But for those of us who have a relationship with the Creator, those who love Him and are the called according to His purpose, we have the hope that even during life's storms, He'll be with us. You see, our Heavenly Father has made many great promises to us. And one of those promises is that He'll never leave or forsake us. The Scriptures teach us that He is our ever-present help in time of need. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 36, for part one of our message entitled, Riding Out the Storms of Life. I believe these will be four things that you should put in your Bible somewhere because it's talking about storms, trials, difficulties, testings of life. Let's turn to our Bibles, chapter 4, the book of Mark, verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Jesus did, let's go over to the other side. Now, what Jesus meant by that is they were on one side of the Sea of Galilee. They were going to go over to the east side of the Sea of Galilee. This morning, we're going to spiritualize that. That boat ride that they're going to take across the sea is going to be the sea of life for you and me. We're going to start here this morning at a young age. Whenever we invite Jesus Christ into our life, and we're going to take this ship and move it all the way to the other side during our teaching today. And we're going to end up here on the other side, which is actually going to be for us eternity, heaven, or hell, depending. And then we're going to just trace this life that you're on. And so you can just picture yourself in this boat, because that's what I'm going to ask you to do as we go through it. Where you find yourself, where you're at this morning, where Jesus is in your life, and where you're headed. Verse 36 says, Leaving the crowd behind, they, the disciples, took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. What do you think just as he was meant? Well, see, Jesus that day, at the end of the day, had been teaching, and he'd been in this boat, and He'd been teaching from the boat because it got him away from the rush of the people. So he was already in the boat. And he sets 
here in this boat and he says, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. And the, the Bible says that the boat took off and they took Jesus just as he was. Well, how was Jesus? Well, Jesus had just had a busy day. He started early in the morning at the synagogue. He'd been teaching. He'd been walking. He'd been ministering. He'd been healing people. He'd been casting out the demons. He'd been in kind of conversation, heavy arguments with the Pharisees. He was exhausted. We're going to see this morning in our story in Mark 4 two very interesting aspects of Jesus. His humanity, the man part of him, and then his deity, the God part of him. See, it's very hard for us to understand that Jesus was a man and still God, and God came down in the form of a man and yet was still God. But that's who we're going to see this morning. First thing you see is Jesus was taken in the boat just as he was. Exhausted. And we see this morning his picture, his humanity. Now, we're going to put yourself in the boat. For you to understand the lesson that Jesus wants to teach you, you have to get in the boat. So everybody, just visually get in the boat now. You ready? Get, get in the boat. And we're going to push off from shore. And as we go, we're at night. The sky's clear. The disciples put the sail up and you can hear a little breeze flapping in the sail and they begin, some of them, to row. And you can hear the gentle flowing of the, the water just lapping up against the side of the, the boat. Somebody give me a few sounds of how you think that would be. Good, good. Now I'm going to use you all through the sermon. So you're not getting paid, but I'm going to use you. All right. So here they are in the storm and they pushed off from shore. The sky's beautiful. Jesus is sleeping in the boat. The disciples are sitting there probably thinking like this. What a day. Man, this was a day. What a day. What, a, what neat things happening. Looking up at the sky. And they can hear the water just gently splashing up against the side of the boat. And it sounds like, yeah, good. You, you got it. Good. You got it. And here they go. And they're enjoying this great boat ride. Now it was probably about five to six miles across, about seven miles across the farthest part. We don't know exactly where they were and exactly how they were going or what area they moved from. So we're working in that area. Point number one this morning, if you want to take notes, you'll see on the overhead is this. Storms will come into your life often, suddenly. Let's look at verse 37. And a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. But here in that morning, that evening, what happened is the Sea of Galilee is surrounded by these hills, these high hills, and it's very much around 600 feet, something like that, below sea level. And around these hills, there are some valleys, great, just jutted out valleys, and wind comes through there like a tornado. Still the same today when we go through there. And this is what happened. Now, storms in those days were the disciples and riding in these boats, they lived in the boat, most of those guys, many of them were fishermen. They lived, they'd seen these storms all their life. That's where they lived. They knew exactly what it was like. But normally, storms appeared in the day. So here came one at night. Unexpected. The stars had been out. No wind, just a little breeze. Wonderful day. And boom, here comes the storm. Now, what happened is suddenly, suddenly, the mysterious squall came up. The winds picked up. Lightning began to flash. The waves, we know from history even today, reached 20 feet. And the boat was somehow rocking. You know, this way. And then this way. We're already, some of us, seasick as you 
as you feel that boat rocking. And so into this calm night, this storm came. It began to blow so hard that we believe probably that the sail began to shred in pieces. And the disciples said, well, well wait a minute, what, what's happened? And some of them begin bailing. And the more they bail, the more water comes in. They're getting farther behind. And the verse you read said the water was basically about to overtake the boat. Some of them now are really rowing. And they're struggling. You see, storms will come into your life. Often, suddenly. Now, most of us realize there are difficult times and trials and storms in our lives. But very often, we relate those just to sin. In other words, if I'm a Christian and, and I'm sinning, am I going to have trials and storms and difficulties in my life? Yes, you are. Because God is going to come and He's going to correct you. And usually when we get into sin, the way of the transgressor, the Bible says, is hard. When we get into sin, we, we come into trials and tribulations and like the prodigal son and so forth. And yes, if you're sinning, you will find trials. But we also need to see this morning that the Scripture teaches another very important principle. If you're a Christian this morning, even in the perfect will of God, you will have many storms in your life. You see, the disciples were in the boat when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. They were going to the other side. They were not disobedient. They were totally obedient. And in their obedience comes a tremendous storm. So when you're in a storm this morning in your life, don't just look and say, is it sin? It could be. It's a good question to ask. But when it isn't, don't think that it's something strange because John 16.33 says this. Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. And everybody said, amen. We know it, don't we? You see, life is filled with storms for every single one of us. Marriage storms, financial storms, storms with our children or our teenagers, a rebellious child. At work, somebody's jumped over you in the promotion scheme and they've done it dishonestly and there's a storm. At school, kids are making fun of your witness. Some of you received maybe recently, uh, you went to the doctor and you thought you were going to get a clean bill of health and you got a test result back that shook you. Unexpected. Some of you this morning struggle in personal relationships. There's a close friend, a person has failed you, and there's bitterness, there's anger. You're in a storm. The winds are high. And some of you this morning are in a spiritual storm. You think you have it together spiritually, and you're sitting here this morning even wondering whether you're a Christian now. Is there a God? And this unbelief is just come into your life. You see, storms come in all of our lives. Some of you might have a storm with your car today. You know, the one that always aggravates you at the wrong time. If I ask you what model you drive, you might say it's a 1992 storm. I just How many relate to that this morning? Yeah, you know, don't you? Whatever. But as we sit here today in a crowd like this, we don't know as we look. Some of you are Say, well, Pastor Mark, nice deal. You're talking about storms, but everything with me is just sun's out. It's a nice gentle breeze. And the sounds of the waves are just easy in my boat. Nothing's happening, man. And some of you are like that, but a few raindrops have started to fall. 
and you looked up and you see some clouds, and you've been there before, you know that there's some potential storms coming, and you're a little anxious about it. And some of you are flat right in the middle of the storm this morning. Maybe not even one I mentioned. But as you sit here, and you're in the boat, the water of disappointment and hurt and struggle is flooding you, and you're really afraid you're going to go under. You see, you're in the middle of that disastrous storm. Oppression, discouragement, anger, questioning. It's exactly where we find the disciples this morning. They've taken off to go to the other shore. Everything was fine, but now it's disaster. They'd been in enough boats that they knew that this storm was going to threaten their boats. That brings us to point number two this morning, which is storms are necessary for spiritual growth. And nobody says, Amen. You see, the disciples weren't just worrying about their boats. They'd been in enough storms, they were worried about their lives. They had come to a place in their life where, in spite of their wisdom, their experience, their strength, their talent, they had met a match for all of that. The faster they bailed out, the more water came in. The more the boat was rocking, the more they knew they were headed for death for their very lives. They were filled with fear. Fear is common, isn't it, in all of our lives? I, I love to fly. I love to fly all over the world and visit places. And I was just talking with the, one of the guys yesterday from Russia where we visited in one of the churches and just had my mind where we were there and how we ministered and it was exciting to me. I love to fly, but I hate heights. Kind of an oxymoron idiot kind of thing, isn't it? In fact, my wife and I will be watching a movie, and you know, it's one of those movies where this guy's standing on the edge and teetering or whatever, and down, you know, it's 28 stories down below. And I'm watching the movie, and I kind of go, oh, my legs get funny. How many of you get funny, goofy things in your legs when you watch that? See, I'm not all crazy. And, and you watch that. Now, some of you are fear, afraid of lots of other things. We bring a uh, Rottweiler in here. Some of you used to like dogs. You wouldn't like dogs anymore. Some of you are fearful of speaking in public. If I said, I don't feel well, would you come up here and finish the sermon? Some of you, you'd have a heart attack with me right there. And Others of you would get up here and start doing a good job. Some of you are fearful of getting a disease and every symptom that comes on TV, I got it, I, got, I, know, I, I know I got it, I just know I got it. And... You know, pharmacists love you kind of people because you take everything. Others of you are fearful of really, I believe, trying new things. One of the things I find as we talk about fear this morning and faith, one of the things that I find is very sad is this. There's some of you this morning who when you accepted Jesus Christ into your boat, into your life. He said to you, let's go to the other side. But you spent all your life at the dock. Your boat is tied to the dock. Your fear? Fear of failure. 
Well, I'm not going out into the open waters because I, I might fail if I go out. Let me tell you this morning, life is not lived at the dock. Life is lived in the open water. And you need to trust Jesus Christ. He's talented you, given you gifts, given you great potential. And some of you are scared to death of stepping out. Maybe even in the kids' ministry. You know, well, all the kids around me, whatever. Okay, God's called you. Get over there. Step right into it, man. I mean, what a great time. Whatever. The area of ministry where God's calling you and you're sitting at the dock. Untie it this morning. And say with Jesus, I'm going with you to the other side. Get out into the open water. By the way, the only place where there's life is open water. Jesus said, I came to give you life. In that abundantly. Not sitting at the dock. But out here, where there's really life. You see, fear and faith are opposites. You're going to see something on the old red now, and it's not one of the points, but I want you to write it down. It says this, our faith must be tested. Untested faith is useless. If for Christmas my wife said, I'd like for you, my husband, to have bigger biceps. So she buys me a two-pound weight. Hey, quit laughing, sorry. Stamina is part of it, too. And I start working with that weight. And I work all year with the weight. And next year, she gets me a four-pound weight. But I don't pick it up, I still use the two-pound. Five years from now, she gets me a 17-pound weight. And I'm still using the two-pound. Am I going to do anything to this? No, my arm may fall off from doing this, but nothing's going to happen here. Why? Because I haven't stretched it. You see, to stretch your faith, it has to be tested. So I have to go from a two to a, to a four to a seven to a fifteen, and to you know, then we get like these guys that weigh five thousand pounds, and they got twenty-five hernias here in that belt, and they look ugly, and whatever those guys are, and they're there, and they're. Aren't you glad you're not one of them this morning? But God will test your faith. It has to grow. A loving God always brings storms into our life to test us. He wants to see. You see, when these storms come, they will test the quantity and the quality of our faith. Who I trust. How much faith I have. The disciples were about to be in a graduate course going from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other. They didn't know it, but they were taking a graduate course in fear. You see, faith is from God. Unhealthy fear is from Satan. Now, there is healthy fear. Healthy fear is using your brain. You'd go out today and say, well, Pastor Mark said to challenge life. And you say, I'm going to go right to the end of this parking lot, forget the stop sign, I'm going to turn right, not even going to look, I'm just taking my car and go out there and see what happens. El stupido, we call you. <laughs> Unhealthy. Healthy fear says stop at the stop sign, put the seatbelt on. Unhealthy fear does stupid things. Faith and fear are opposites. If you have faith, you will not be fearful. If you are fearful, you will not have faith. You see, Jesus knew with these disciples that in this little traipse across the water, 
they were going to be tested because soon he was going to die. He was going to leave. They would be left here with many more tests and they would get progressively more difficult. He wanted to see how they were going to do because really we know that most disciples ended up dying for their faith. That's a little different than a storm. In fact, one of the disciples we know by tradition was hung upside down. Others burned. Others cut in two. So Jesus knew that this was a course that they needed to pass. It was a test. They were coming to that test. Now, turn if you will in your Bible, just keep your finger there in Mark, and turn right back to 1 Peter, almost toward Revelation, almost to the end. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. You see, what we find in the Scripture is this. We're studying the book of what? Mark. Who wrote Mark? It is a tough question now. Who, who wrote Mark? Very good. You learned something today. Well, follow me now as you're trying to find 1 Peter. When Mark wrote his book, his gospel, he didn't write it because he wasn't in the boat with Jesus. Who was in the boat with Jesus? You just turned to his book. Peter. Yeah, you got two right. Good job, guys. Peter was in the boat. And we know that the way Mark wrote his gospel was that Peter told him the stories firsthand. So really, these are from a perspective of Peter. Now, think about this. Peter's in this boat, and the storm's coming, the waves are 20 foot high, and the thing's blowing, and whatever, and things are back and forth, and his face being tested. We know through the stories we go through that, the, that Peter and the rest of the disciples fail the test. But do they ever learn from failing the test? Yes, they do. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. This is written years later by Peter when he writes an epistle to the church and he's going to talk about trials and storms. Let's see if he learned anything. He says this. In other words, in, in this you should greatly rejoice. In other words, when storms come, be glad. Hello. Though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, or you can substitute the word storms. In other words, Peter's saying this, rejoice, be glad, there's wonderful joys ahead, even though you're going to have to go through storms, and there's going to be lots of storms. Then he says in verse 7, what's going to happen? These have come so that your, what? Faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved, or you could put the word tested there, genuine, and may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So Peter says this, there's going to be storms in your life, church. I've been through them my whole life. Some I passed, some I failed. They come, be glad when they come, because the reason they come is to test your faith. The trials will test you to show how strong you are, to show how pure you are. It would be just like taking this gold and putting it under fire and getting rid of all the dross. These tests will come. And your faith is the most important thing that you can have. In this life, there are all different kinds of storms. We can endure times of trial due to many reasons. Oftentimes, we experience difficulties due to sin. That's because there are always consequences for our sin. 
Sometimes we have to endure a hardship so that we might grow and mature. But regardless of why we experience storms, we must remember to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Facebook and Twitter have become a regular part of our everyday lives, and we want to be sure to encourage you to check out our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information about everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will remind us that God cares. It sounds like such a simple, cliche thing to say, but it's true. God loves us so much. It's not His desire for us to struggle in this life, but it's all a part of living in a world that is full of sin. It's all a part of the battle with our flesh. But don't lose heart. We have a king that we can go to in our time of need. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Mark. That's next time on Lessons for Living.